0: Okay, welcome back <laughs> to our podcast. Uh, today we have Jack. Um, hi, Jack. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, so uh, just to tell you a little bit about the podcast. Um, basically, we're just um, talking to non music, non musicians. I say that in quotes um, about their music education experience, and also how they interact with music in their lives now. And then at the end of the podcast, we kind of ask you a big question. We say, you know, if you got to kind of do music education your way or you got to design it, how would you do it? But we'll do a bunch of questions first and learn a bit about you, and then we'll ask you that question at the end. Mm -hmm. So first introduce yourself and tell us about yourself.
1: All right. Uh, Yeah, my name's Jack Marchese and I am from Evanston, Illinois, or grew up there at least, and I'm currently in a PhD program in philosophy at DePaul. Cool. Yeah, I'm not a trained musician in any way, but music is a big part of my life, I would say, so.
0: Awesome. Yeah,
1: excited to talk about it more.
0: Very cool. Um, So, well, you kind of said this, but would you consider yourself a musician? Why or why not?
1: I feel like in the at certain points in my life, I would say yes, and that's okay. and maybe why I say that is whether or not I actively am playing music frequently. Interesting, and that has fluctuated a lot since I started playing guitar in the sixth grade. Okay, and I played saxophone in fourth grade when it was kind of you know compulsory, like everybody played an instrument. Yeah, that's yeah. what I chose. Then I started taking guitar lessons just for a year okay. in sixth grade, and since then I've been on and off playing. Okay, had a stint of getting into recording stuff and electronic music and things like that drums all over the place kind of but I would say currently I haven't been playing as much as I would like to so I would definitely not rattle myself off as a musician perhaps in if I wasn't being asked that question
0: interesting so yeah. for you being a musician involves playing music
1: I think so yeah okay yeah at least it. like having an active r- relationship with some sort of instrument or like thinking about doing producing something yeah gotcha okay yeah. very cool
0: yeah. um can you describe your music education experience?
1: Yeah, so on that one hand, I, like I've taken formal music lessons a couple times throughout my life. Yeah. So guitar lessons, in school saxophone stuff. I took like jazz piano lessons for a few months in high school, guitar lessons in college here and there. Uh, so that's like formal, direct mm-hmm. uh, instrument learning. And then I feel like I've always had some form of music class going on throughout all my public schooling, I'd say, until maybe it became, I think high school, it was, like, sort of, if you wanted to take it, you could, which I did. I took an electronic music class one year. Cool. Which was cool. And even in college, I took a class called Listening to Music that was, like, actually, oddly enough, one of my first philosophy classes. Oh, okay. It was kind of just, like, like listening, very broadly speaking, like, the neuroscience behind it, also just, like, affective responses and also trying to... Build the vocabulary for describing uh, instrumental music. Cool. Yeah, so that was really cool. So I mean, it's always sort of been around, but I have actively sought it out. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, were there any solidifying moments that made you want to continue or discontinue music?
1: Ooh, that's a good a good question, and I th- I suppose this will probably take me into a different area, but okay. I feel like um, I feel like I've always. Felt like I approach a brick wall whenever music theory is introduced into my life. Interesting. Yeah, so I feel like guitar-wise, I was very—I don't really remember my lessons explicitly, but there were lots of tabs involved, mm-hmm. which I always found much more approachable than
0: like written notations. Like reading, okay. Yeah,
1: notations, and like I, I ba- barely could read music. I think I could just do like the the treble clap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, like, and I wouldn't even be able to actively read and play. I, yeah. I could like, Maybe if I was studying, delineate notes. But so that has always been sort of a barrier for me. I feel like I've brushed up against it, in, especially in those jazz piano lessons, and mm-hmm. sort of just like felt, I never felt like I could take that next step into caring enough about it, into like really immersing myself in it as, as the kind of language it is in a weird way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I've always sort of approached music like, improvisation would be too much of a... a I think like too much of an accolade for what I would, but I just like, I like just mess around. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and like, if something sounds good to my ear, I roll with it. Yeah. And if not, then I, I don't know, don't really know where to go with it. So I feel like that's always been the weird dichotomy is like, I wish, I wish Eric quotes a new music theory because I feel like it would be more helpful Mm -hmm. in terms of knowing where to go with things and branching off. Right. But it's always felt like a barrier that I could never cross.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I don't think I've ever really learned it in the context of the guitar. It was always piano. or. Oh, in the context
0: me. of something else. Yeah. Interesting. Like I
1: feel like guitarists have this weird, like they can do tabs all the way down if they want. Right. And it's kind of a luxury because I, that's how I get around things. Like I feel like if I have the impulse to learn a song these days, I still have almost all the skill set to do that. Yeah. Just based on tabs.
0: I see. So you found an instrument that allowed you to kind of, okay, that's yeah. interesting, allowed yeah. you to work, you know, uh, against that. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then even a step further, because you can do guitar yeah. through the music theoretical lens, but a step further when I got into like electronic music and sampling and sound manipulation and stuff like that, that was even, I didn't even have to think about notes like at all.
0: Oh that's so cool. Okay, yeah. that's a really different perspective that we kind of haven't heard yet. Okay, oh, okay. that's really yeah. that's really cool. Um, oh, I think this is relevant for you. How is music integrated into your life right now?
1: Yeah, right now, I mean, it's it's funny too because I would say I'm in a, me- a period of that I would consider musically productive, but okay. by that I mean just like knowing what I'm interested in hearing more of Okay, it's more it's become more of like a historical aspect of my life. Like, I'm, I'm interested in the history of music and the trajectories in which different um, movements have led into each other. And, okay. And I feel like I've kind of gone backlog. Like, there's so much stuff I haven't listened to that I've always been, like, there's always a plethora to listen to. So I've been overwhelmed with stuff to listen to in a good way.
0: Very Whereas cool.
1: sometimes I'm in these moments that um, our friend Ben and I have shared similar disdain for where we feel just, like, kind of in a, a rut where, like, nothing sounds good and I don't feel inspired to do the research. I totally... Or- yeah get those yeah over listening and all that kind of stuff so right now I'm in a period where like I'm down to buy records and like if I I, like if things aren't on Spotify I'm actively seeking out ways to listen to them which are both I would say indicative of a bit of a music productivity for me so
0: let's talk a little bit about I think you're kind of unique in that you seek things out that aren't on like streaming services Mm. what kind of things you or what kind of you know, mediums? Do you seek out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it does come down to like like vinyl rips that are on YouTube, okay. and that's the quickest way. If I like oh, okay. want to look something up that's not streaming, and okay. I want to hear it and see whether I want to like seek it out in terms of purchasing the MP3 or getting it another way or Got whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like it really happened about a year ago when I started getting interested in some of the Drag City releases, okay. which is a Chicago label that doesn't have a lot of stuff on streaming services, kind of notoriously, like oh, okay. Joanna Newsom is one of their big ones. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she's not streaming anywhere famously. Okay. So, but the the main one was Jim O'Rourke for me, who's okay. a yeah Chicago based, actually DePaul alumnus uh, in music. And um, he has a lot, he has so much music that's not streaming. So that was sort of what really pushed me in a direction of like, if I, if I wanted to listen to this guy, I had to do all of this work, whereas I feel like a lot, and understandably, but a lot of people would just be like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm not listening to him. So them.
0: do you enjoy, like, the work of going, like, finding these things?
1: Sometimes it can be frustrating, for okay. sure. I think that, I don't know, really, he has a few things that are streaming, or at least that are, like, readily available on Bandcamp or something, so I guess since I had heard a bit of it... yeah. I knew that it was worth doing the work. Gotcha. But if it was like... I think I would be hard-pressed to find an artist where like someone was just like, yeah, they're super great, but you can't listen to them unless you do all this work. Gotcha. That would feel less uh, okay. appealing, I think. I see. Yeah. And
0: then what about live music?
1: Well, I do love... I mean, I love a good concert, for sure. Okay. I have only been to a few since the pandemic began. Yeah. Um, and it had totally shifted my relationship to it completely, like... Uh, viral pathogens aside, like that has, I'm I'm at the point where I would be comfortable going to a concert that right. have been now, but it it made me reevaluate how much I like live music. I think
0: interesting yeah. in what way?
1: So I feel like traditionally I was very interested in seeing traditional rock bands live, like mm-hmm. live guitars, drums, etc. And I had a moment where I was kind of just like, huh, I wonder what band I would actually be really excited to see live because like. Live, I was going to say, I was going to take it in a more negative direction, but I'll say it neutrally. Live music can be very different from the recordings, obviously. Right. And I think I got to a point where I was thinking whether or not I enjoy the live rendition that often. And I think, which is kind of a pessimistic viewpoint for sure, but... um, So I think right now I just, like, I used to be more down to just go to any show. Just
0: to go to have the experience. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and maybe take more risks in terms of seeing bands I don't know super well Mm -hmm. or being excited to listen to openers I don't know. Mm -hmm. And now, so my first concert back was seeing Titus Andronicus at the Subterranean. Okay. And I pulled, like, a total, what I imagined to be, like, a dad move where I, like, (laughs) skipped the opener, had, like, one beer and stood in the back. And it was fantastic. Whereas... I've seen that band multiple times and all the other times I've seen them, I was there like super early hour before the opener, Uh front row, speaking to the band members and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's actually really shifted because of the pandemic. Interesting. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's really interesting. I guess
1: just like taking a step back from it and not being able to do it for like at least a year forced me to reevaluate my relationship to it.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. Very cool.
1: But the converse is I think I'm I've realized that electronic music I like to see live a lot. And I think it i think it changes the listening experience all, almost always in the positive direction just okay. because of I think a lot of that music is supposed to be listened to kind of in a loud setting mm-hmm. or, um, I mean, even to dance to and that kind of stuff. But I don't even just mean dance music. I also mean, like, ambient electronic stuff yeah. and um, even classical, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I've geared towards. Like, I saw a Philip Glass piece yeah. recently, which was amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. yeah,
1: it's really changed. Whereas I used to only see bands, I think, like almost wow. like explicitly and some electronic stuff. But now I'm actively seeking all that out.
0: That's interesting. The, yeah. the, you're not the only person that's kind of commented on how the pandemic has shifted yeah. all of their relationship with Yeah, music. Well, I'd be
1: curious to hear more. Yeah. It's it's interesting.
0: Um, Tell me about your favorite kind of music.
1: That's a tough one yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, But, you know, I do think consistently since I've, could map on a time where I was really taking music seriously in terms of listening, Mm -hmm. which I think playing it actually predates, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I had, I started playing guitar just because I wanted to play like a lot of pop punk and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And like that led into like a big hip hop phase early in high school. But a lot of that music listening was very like highly affective for me. And, Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, it was just kind of like just like, I don't know, it would, it would play it a role, like an instrumental role. Like I kind yeah. of just, no pun intended, but like, you know, <laughs> like I would like seek something from it, just kind of like either a release or just like would re-listen to things. And it, it wasn't very active listening. I see. Which started to happen towards the latter half of high school for me, I okay. think, where I started, I don't know, like I think it was probably like Radiohead or some like classic band like that sure, where I was sure. like, whoa, this stuff is, there's a different level to it that's right. like requires a little bit more thinking or whatever, Yeah. which isn't always good, but... It shifted my listening. Okay. All that's to say, <laughs> since that moment, I think ambient music has been like the driving thread oh, wow. that I always listen to. Okay. Year-round, seek out actively, don't really get sick of. And I think it actually, oddly enough, is because it also plays an instrumental role okay. too, because I can just kind of toss it on and not listen. Gotcha. Or I can actively listen. So it fits, it fits both of the molds, I think.
0: Cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you knew about music?
1: Yeah. Um, I think I do wish I knew more about, like, music theory and um, the kind of, like, more of the recording element, the more technical side of both aspects, like composing and writing music and also recording and producing music. I feel like the technical, more mundane, quote-unquote, stuff uh, has always been of interest to me because I feel like it does hold a lot of keys to just, like, performing music, but also... Uh listening to something and having a better idea of what's going on. Yeah. Um, to take that like next level step in terms yeah. of just being like, oh, I know what's going on here, like what effects are being used. And yeah. I've always found that to be fun, to kind of know what my favorite musicians are doing. And it's difficult to know all that information, for yeah. sure. Which is nice, too. I mean, the mystery is is cool. And I feel like I've leaned into the mystery a lot. So if I were to have an answer, it would probably be, Unraveling that mystery a bit more. Okay.
0: Yeah. Very cool. You are not the only person. A lot of people on this have surprisingly that that answer has been the most surprising because I think I want to say pretty much all. Of, of the people who have done this podcast Have had like pretty much that same answer
1: That's sure. interesting to me too yeah. And the reason I find it so Even as it was coming out of my mouth It's interesting because I don't know it, it kind of presupposes like That you will get something more out of the music By knowing that stuff yeah. And I don't think that that's necessarily true But I guess it does just like It's, that, it's, it's, the, like, mystery. it's the mystery mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely. totally get that Yeah.
0: Um, do you feel that your music education Has adequately prepared you For your real world experiences with music?
1: If so, only just because it would have forced me to be interacting with music in times that maybe I wasn't, like at a younger age in uh, elementary school or whatever, like even just getting to bang Mm -hmm. on a keyboard for a period, like that kind of stuff was, I always thought was fun. So that may be the only way I would say yes. Otherwise, and maybe college classes, because they're Mm -hmm. a little bit more, I don't know, in tune with what I, how I interact with music now, but I feel like in high school and All my lessons, even like, I don't know if if they've helped me aside from the fact that they've just kept me focused on music. I see. So it's like kind of almost like a, I don't know if I'm, I'm not explaining it well, but it just like kind of was a necessity if I was doing those classes or whatever to like to interact with music in any way.
0: Right. Kind of kept you on track in a a way. And I feel
1: like for myself, I consider myself interested enough that I would maybe do it Without doing that, but I can imagine for some people who, who wouldn't, right? it could maybe be helpful to just create that engagement. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But for me, I feel like I've always liked music enough outside of it yeah. that I sometimes maybe even felt inhibited by my music education. I see.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Well, we have arrived at the okay. final question. All right. So if you had a blank slate and could make music education look any way you wanted it to... What would you want it to look like?
1: Oh man. Okay. Uh, I guess the first things Well, it's interesting because I've been thinking about I have to start teaching next year. So oh, I've been wow. thinking about like pedagogy abstractly sort yeah. of in a similar way and it's like very similar questions I imagine may come up if I were to think about music too is like yeah. how much how much weight to put on the classical history and canonical history of mm-hmm. what you may learn growing up mm-hmm. in terms of like what is music and what constitutes music and what has up until, and what shattered those molds too in like the 20th century and stuff like that. So for me, music's very historical and I think um, you can learn a lot about listening to music as well as playing music by doing a very historical trajectory that could look classical. And if you're doing that, like you can also maybe teach through absence in terms of what has been like left aside Mm. If you're thinking like politically or even just like sonically, I mean like right. we we're taught very early on that music is classical up until, I don't know, like the Beatles, like till rock and roll, right. and then like whatever it is now. And it's like kind of these like I mean that classical period is really long. Yeah. So I feel like, but also like I wouldn't want to force tons of classical listening onto, to young minds. Like I feel like maybe. I just think more listening. I feel like we I didn't listen to that much music. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it would be. Like, I yeah. think that, like, even there's a weird emphasis on playing, like, that that just, like, like, really is musical pedagogy. But I think that, like, listening is actually the most important part.
0: Well, yeah, well... I, not to agree with you, but, you know, I think when we look at how people actually interact in their daily lives when they're, you know, adults, you don't see, you know, you, a lo- the majority of people are listening to music, mm-hmm. but we don't really do that as much. You yeah,
1: know? it's interesting. Yeah,
0: we kind of leave that out.
1: Right. And, but, like, there are skills to learn in terms of and to develop in terms of listening. And, like, like I, I feel like my mom would always, like, I would, like, show her stuff or songs and I would, like, point out a guitar thing and she always would just be like, wow, it's fascinating the way that you like pick out instruments because I just hear a whole and like, there's mm-hmm. no better way to do it obviously, right. but it's just, you could, you can train those listening techniques that make it much more of a immersive experience. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But I guess like the big difficulty would be, and I, I would even be curious to hear your thoughts on this, but like what the risks would maybe be of over intellectualizing listening, because I wonder if, if you focus too much on those listening techniques for everybody, does well, it take away? I always
0: I had we had this conversation actually in our class, and I oh, kind cool. of pushed back against yeah. it because, because um, it's sometimes you know when you I said you know when you play a piece of music for a kindergartner they ha, you know they come up with this story and they're really imaginative. And then once you kind of learn about music, it's like once you see the inner workings and you see it, it's almost like you can't unsee it and mm-hmm. you can't pull yourself back to the, like the inner kindergarten. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of like a, you know, it's an, it's kind of a difficult position, you know, yeah. cause it is cool to know all the things, but it's also fun to not the mystery as you were talking about earlier.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a big topic in the like listening to music class I took in college that was like, I mean, it was fascinating to hear people's like quick and like the thing the word i've been using is affective responses to listening because like when we branched into territory of like electronic and non-organic instruments mm-hmm. some people and we were just supposed to kind of free associate what we thought about the music and some people who are more classically trained were just like oh this isn't music like because it's not
0: oh interesting
1: on a piano or something like right. that yeah and i always think it's fast like I, I but like yeah it would be fascinating to like if i were to teach a a philosophy of music class, like yeah. I certainly would, would do something along the lines of like on, an ontology of music, like what concept, yeah. what is music, like right. it, does John Cage count, right. like that kind of stuff. And I feel like because a lot of people have opinions about that, right? Which I think is fascinating. And I think that if you do over intellectualize it, you could always you could teach anybody to appreciate 433 by John Cage. Right. But is that does that make it music? I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like there's balancing that. That, like you're saying, the, ba- right. the balancing the is really important, actually, because yeah. the goal shouldn't be to just have, like, hyper-rational listeners everywhere. Who all
0: think that, who all listen the same. Exactly. Right. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. yeah. then you do lose a piece. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, but I
1: guess that doesn't, yeah. I don't know uh, if that's okay. that was, okay. No, it was all really good. Um,
0: okay. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
1: Um well, I, uh, may I ask you a question? Sure. Cool, cool. Oh gosh. I'm just no, no. It's 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 just I guess. Do you how do you listen to your music and like like what mediums do you use and do you think that that has a, an impact on the way that you listen? Like, do you use streaming services solely?
0: Um, that's a really good question. Um, I pretty much use streaming services. I have records. I don't listen to them all the time. That's kind of like a... I, it's one of those things where, like, I forget I have the records, yeah. and then I remember, and I'll, like, listen to yeah. them, and then I'll forget for a while, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, No, I'd say mostly streaming services. Um, and sometimes YouTube, because sometimes, like, if I'm learning about a piece of music and I, yeah. Or like, I want to hear someone, like if I'm learning something on euphonium and I want to hear someone play it, then I like go on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, to listen to like recordings there, but mostly, mostly, um, I'd say mostly Spotify Yeah, and then sometimes, um, sometimes the radio. Oh, that's,
1: yeah. yeah. And cool. then like,
0: and like, um, yeah, I like the radio. Sometimes I'll like skip around. Um, or like whenever I'm in my hometown, I always put on the radio that I listened to as a kid. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and I worked at yeah I worked at a classical radio station for a little. I had a little internship there that was really cool. But, oh, cool. Um, yeah, mostly mostly streaming service. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. I mean, I just asked too because this is always something I've yeah dealt with because like obviously um, Ben and I are like huge record collectors. Yeah, I think but, that's so cool. But we've I we fall into somewhere I like will forget I have certain things yeah. and like there will be these really funny moments where we'll both be sitting listening to something bluetooth wise and like we were like oh we have this on vinyl <laughs> yeah. like it's like that happens and i feel like i've always championed listening to vinyl on the, yeah. as like a active listening kind of yeah. thing but but i mean so i guess i'm always just fascinated to hear more about how streaming has shifted how we listen to yeah things.
0: well and i think it also has shifted i mean i i did a uh a, a unit on like the last decade in music with mm-hmm. my students that i taught previously it was interesting because it's shifted like how we've listened because we used to listen to singles and people would make music for a radio single instead of like making an album. But now that we're back to streaming, people make albums for albums and we listen to like the full album. And it's just like, it's interesting how it's really has shifted listening totally Totally. and how how people are making music.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's super true. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even touch physical pressing more often than not. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is good and bad for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh anyway yeah. um thank you so much for doing yeah, this Yeah thank you for having me Awesome um that is all Cool The cool. morning